Guys, it's College Football Day today, and the the perfect thing for this, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're you know listening on audio, you can't see it with me at all. But if you're watching on YouTube, you can see I'm repping my alma mater in a sweater, you know, in a sweatshirt form. Uh, Department of Communications at Mississippi College. Um, it is where I went to school, alma mater. Uh, go shock talls as I raise my fist in the air. And uh, I'm representing my sweater because in, in my alma mater because it's, you know, college football day to day. So why not? Let's just talk about some college, uh, college football and strictly on a subject that everybody has been wanting me to talk about and uh, which kind of needs to be discussed and my thoughts on it exactly. So what a perfect way to represent college ball today with repping my college alma mater. So guys, with that being said, welcome to Pigskin Frenzy on this wonderful Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. I'm Joel Norris. And whether you're watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, listening on Podbean, listening on Apple, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like each episode, leave comments down below. Spotify, Podbean, and Apple for listening on those platforms. Just share around with others and follow on there as well x instagram and facebook we're on there pigskin frenzy on all platforms just follow like each page you will get episode updates you will get news and highlights from across college and nfl football you will get trivia questions on instagram stories go and answer today's college football question as well as all things up to date for pigskin frenzy and a little side note for the promotion you can chat with me on there as well so if you want to comment you know with questions uh, i got a lot of uh you know, I've gotten a lot of messages so far, which is great. So I appreciate all the the feedback for Pigskin Frenzy. Just, you know, message me. I'll, you know, I'll, I'm glad, I'm glad to talk. And I'm glad to talk about football and all things related to football and or Pigskin Frenzy. Now, college ball day today. Uh, last week, I said we're going to be talking about the transfer portal. Why not? We're going to be talking about the transfer portal and the impact it's had on college football. Uh, how did it come about? And not only that, we're going to talk about the rankings currently in the transfer portal for 2024. The periods, you name it, we're going to talk about that. We're going to kick it off, though, with a, with a little side note that has nothing to do with the transfer portal because big news broke out of Ann Arbor. You're not going to want to miss that. We're going to break those things down uh, as we get ready for next week's high school recruiting special of Pigskin Frenzy. So you're not going to want to miss that as well. Guys, keep plugging into Pigskin Frenzy on all platforms. Like, comment, subscribe. You're not going to want to miss anything with Pigskin Frenzy. Let's get started. And before we talk about the transfer portal, because we said we were, all right? We said we were, and I said we we're going to, and I said, I said we were going to do a transfer portal episode way back then. This was before the 2023 season even started. I said we were going to do a transfer portal way back then, an episode on it. And we're going we're, we're gonna to have to. I think it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a must. I think it's an entertaining episode, and it's a kind of a factual episode. And not only that, you have my, my honest thoughts of the transfer portal as well. So uh, we'll take that into consideration. Probably not, but uh, for college football reporters out there. But yeah, we're going to have talk about this, talk about the transfer portal, discuss it. And we're going to just, you know, break it down, you know, and break it down, everything going on, you know, with the portal. But before that, we're going to go out to Ann Arbor because some news came out of Ann Arbor, Michigan, and it has something to do with the coaching change. Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh is now the new Los Angeles Chargers head coach. I announced it on last week's Pigskin Frenzy episode on NFL Day for, you know, last week's NFL episode of Pigskin Frenzy. And 
He's a new Los Angeles Chargers head coach. Who can blame him? He wanted to return to the NFL. He accomplished everything he wanted to accomplish at Michigan. Big 10 championships, undefeated season. He led his team to a national championship this past season. He accomplished all of it at his alma mater. Now he's going to go coach the team that he played for in the pros, the Los Angeles Chargers. So good on him. He congratulations to him. We wish him the best in the NFL. I'm pretty sure we're going to be talking about him and the Chargers on Pace Game Frenzy on Thursdays. But Michigan wasted no time in getting a new head coach. That new head coach now, and they've named him, is offensive coordinator and part-time coach for a few games this season, Sharon Moore. He is the new full-time head coach for the Michigan Wolverines, and congrats to him on getting the job. Um, everyone was just saying it's a home run hire. Uh, everyone was saying that it's going to be, you know, you know, something special with Sharon Moore. Michigan's not going anywhere with Sharon Moore. Sharon Moore is a great play caller on offense. Let me want to tell you that he called some he called some great games this season, including uh, the Rose Bowl win against Alabama in what would be Nick Saban's final game as well as Michigan's as as Alabama's head coach. So. Um, for Sharon Moore, he's a good play caller. He's a good recruiter. So I have no doubt in my mind that he will recruit well at Michigan. But will they get over the hump? Will, will, will there be another hump in place for Sharon Moore to get over? Um, I had some jokes, and I've read some jokes about Michigan uh, with a lot of it going, oh, Ryan Day is, you know, he's 0-1 against Sharon Moore already because Sharon Moore coached the Ohio State game this past season. So I was just thinking to myself, Will Sharon Moore and Michigan have a hump over them now that Jim Harbaugh's gone? What's it going to look like? What's the recruiting going to look like now that everybody's kind of just out the door besides a few players? I think that there's a lot of players who are staying there because of who's the coach is and because of who, you know, is who's with them, right? So, uh, you know, credit to them for getting a, a coach that is a player's coach and that that can relate to all the players and the freshmen and sophomores and even junior going to become juniors there. So, and even becoming new seniors now who are staying, who are staying at Michigan. So, uh, good on Sharon Moore for getting the job. Uh, let's see what he does. Um, it's going to be kind of tricky because the, of the new Big Ten coming in. You got Washington, Ohio, uh, Oregon. Uh, you got USC, UCLA, Ohio State, Penn State, Washington. It's going to be a tough Big Ten. And we're going to see how he overcomes that. And let's see if he can bring this Michigan team uh, that is going to lose a good bit after the national championship they just had and national championship run they had. Let's see if they make it to the 12-team playoff and or make it to the Big Ten championship game. Let's just see what happens. Uh, they got a, they got a lot of tough competition. Uh, Oregon's coming to be, going to be in there, and Oregon's going to be tough. Uh, obviously, Ohio State's building something. We're going to talk about Ohio State here in just a little bit. They're building stuff, and they're building a team up there and in Columbus already for this, the 2024 season. So let's just see what happens with a Michigan. I'm, I'm very curious to see. I'm not going to sit there and say it's going to be a fail. I'm not going to sit there and say it's going to be uh, a success. Because you don't know. You don't know until you give it a shot, right? Uh, that's with any coach. That's not just with Sharon Moore. That's with anybody in college, professional, high school. It doesn't matter. It's with any coach. It's, it's a progress. It's a, a work in time. Let's see if it works in due time. If it doesn't, then you gave it your best shot. No well. But if not, then... But if, if it does work, then good on you, you know? So let's see what happens. Let's see what goes down with Michigan. I'm kind of curious to see what happens and how everything's going to look with Sharon Moore as the new head coach of Michigan. So with that being said, let's move on to our, our episode that we're dedicating this to. And it's probably not going to be a 
too long of an episode. We're not going to have, we're most likely will not have our episodes, probably not for a little bit for college football, because there's really not a whole lot of news besides high school recruiting. That's next week's episode. We're going to talk, you know, national signing day is next Wednesday. So we're going to talk about that next Tuesday and dedicate pigskin terms, the episode to high school recruiting, because honestly, low key, because I don't talk about it as much. Don't think I don't like it, that I don't talk about it as much, but I really do like high, National Signing Day. I do really do like high school recruiting. I think it's really cool. It's fascinating to see who goes where and who is going to get some of the best players and best talent and up-and-coming talent in college football. So I think it's pretty cool and pretty good uh, to see because some of these guys are probably going to go, who could go on to win the Heisman Trophy and could go on to play in the NFL. So, that being said, National Signing Day, that's next Tuesday. We're going to talk about that then. But let's talk about the transfer portal, what I hyped up from since last week. And, you know, we're going to talk about that and discuss it uh, coming up. So transfer portal. <clears throat> transfer portal is a database, really. It's, it's, it is like a portal. Like, you know, when you, when you go to a, you know, when you walk through like a, this, some imaginary door and you walk in, there's a bunch of teams just floating around. It's not like, it's not like a Marvel movie. Okay. It's not like a Marvel movie. It's not like that. Even though the Dr. Pepper commercials do joke about it, like it's a, a whirling, uh, you know, you know, black hole, right? It's, it's not, it can be sometimes when you make it like that, but it's not. It's just a database where a, a lot of athletes and D1, D2 athletes and NCAA go and submit their name to go to another school to athletically. So when did it start? That's the main question that you know that we can all ask ourselves. When did it start? It started and opened up on October 15th, 2018. Uh, October 15th, 2018. Uh, and a lot of people are thinking, dude, you know, it's it transferring was not as bad. You know, it, it's, it's, it, I mean, it's transferring. It's just really bad. Uh, I mean, it, it, people didn't even transfer back in the day. A lot of people transferred back in the day. There's a lot of people who said to me that transfers did not really happen as much as they did today. That's also true. But don't think that transfers didn't happen at all before the portal because it did. You had guys like Kyler Murray going to Oklahoma, guys like Baker Mayfield uh, going to Oklahoma as well. Guys like Joe Burrow, who was one of the last people to go, you know, who before the portal even opened up, he was one of the last people to transfer, you know, to, you know, to transfer before the portal even opened up. He went from Ohio State to LSU and had a good year in 2018. Then in 2019, obviously, you know, the rest led into a national championship historical run. So one of the first major athletes and quarterbacks that was in the transfer portal was Jalen Hurts, now the Eagles quarterback in the NFL. So, when you when you get the transfer portal and you open it up and look at everything, uh, there were transfers way before the portal happened, and the portal is just another way for guys to an easier way for guys to get tra to transfer without really getting in trouble. At first, it was going to be just for graduate transfers only, and it was for grad transfers that could just you know go in whenever and play immediately eligibility was key in this because back in the day when I was, you know, growing up and watching football, if you transferred, you had to sit out a year. So when you, 
when you looked when you when you when when someone like I don't, I don't know if you guys remember this name, but I remember this name a lot, and I compare it frequently. Uh, Jeremiah Masoli from Oregon. Uh, he played for Oregon. He transferred, and he transferred to Ole Miss. He had to sit out a year. And then play the next season. He had to sit out. It was from it was 2018 or 2008. He played for Oregon. He transferred, missed the 2009 season, and then played in 2010 under Ole Miss Houston Nut. So when you when you think about it, it's like he he sat out a year and then you know then had to play. That was a lot of athletes back then. A lot of athletes who you know who transfer who were transferring were thinking this is kind of kind of bad. It's not a really good rule. We want to be able to transfer and go where we want and then play immediately. So the NCAA compromised the portal to do that for athletes. And athletes started doing that. They started transferring and transferring and transferring. Now the portal is out of control. What do I mean by that? We're going to talk about that and give you my honest thoughts here in a little bit about the transfer portal. It started in 2018, and it has grown ever since. A majority of athletes have started just entering the portal like it's nobody's business. It became a graduate transfer thing. Then, after that, undergrad students were able to transfer right off the bat. And not only that, have immediate eligibility to go anywhere. To this day, graduate or undergrad transfers can you know, transfer and go everywhere they want. It got to the point where people were transferring midseason and people were transferring just whenever. So then the portal around 2022 opened up and made a rule compromised of two windows. Uh, one window is in the fall period, the the early period of December. December is a forty is a it was a forty five day window period from December first to about December, mid-January, December 15th, and guys would enter the portal or go to the draft or wherever, what have you, uh, would enter the portal and would choose and pick during bowl season. During bowl season, during uh, at, right after championship selections for college football, after New Year's Six Bowls for college football, and after everything, uh, he they would enter the portal, and there you have it. Then the spring window would happen, and that would the, the portal would shut down mid-January, and you can't transfer until during or after spring football. A 15-day window for the spring after spring football would open up for people to transfer. You have 15 days to transfer until the fall happened again, until December happened again. So that this is just for football purposes only, guys. So that was the windows. Then in 2023, they lowered and limited the days. So not now it's not 45 days on the early window. It's 30. So December, so this year it was December 4th through January 4th. It was a month. We had a month to transfer. And now for the spring window, it's still 15 days, April 15th to April 30th during spring football. So when you look at everything and you see it and think about it, it's like, wow. So much to un- so much you can think about with the transfer portal and how it operates and how it works. It's a, it's it's a, it's literally a pool. It is a portal. It is a pool, and there's a lot of talent that go in there. The windows are for undergrads only. For graduate transfers, if you graduated and transferred, the pools the, the portal is always open. Then you have no window because you're not going to school, which means you grad you graduated. You, you may be a graduate student or what have you. You graduated, but you're not. You're playing football as a graduate transfer. 
there's no window for you. So, so for no window for them, they can go wherever they want. Prime example, uh, Will Rogers, he graduated and he entered the portal. He was a graduate transfer. He graduated from Mississippi State. He transferred to Washington. After Kalen DeBoer left, he entered the portal immediately. Um, and that's another thing when you when you talk about coaching changes, I'll get to that in a minute. But he entered the portal immediately. There's now there's news that he has withdrawn. He has withdrawn his name from the transfer portal because he wants to go play for Washington head coach Jed Fish. So he wants to go play for new Washington head coach Jed Fish. He's back in. He's back in. You can withdraw your name if you feel like you know decide to stay. After all, there's always those options there for you. Now. When coaching changes happen, there's a new. This is the new. This is the new thing for the portal. So just, I'm just, I'm just teaching you guys some stuff about the portal here. When there's new stuff, when the portal happens, when a, when a coach leaves a school or retires or goes to another place, that school opens up the portal for about 30 days, for a month, to see if you want to go play for him or go play elsewhere or stay where you're at. Alabama had it. Washington had it, and Arizona had it. So those are three things that had it. Michigan has it now, but a lot of people aren't really opening it up because I think they're, they like their head guy now. So they, they played for Sharon Moore. They like Sharon Moore. So it's not really too much of a coaching change for them. So when you look at everything and you look at uh, the portal itself – there's a lot of pros to it, and there's a lot of cons to it. Uh, I'm going to get to my cons and my final thoughts at the end, but let me tell you the pros of it before we before I tell you my cons at the end of the episode. I'm going to tell you my thoughts and process of the transfer portal of at the end of the episode of the transfer portal. So we're going to get to that later, but let me tell you the pros about it first. Guys get opportunities with the transfer portal. Yes, if you if you think about it. You look at the portal, there's a lot of guys who transfer who are sitting behind other players who don't get really get the opportunity that they want or need, you know, in the portal or like, at that school, right? So say, um, you know, Billy Bob, whoever, Billy Bob playing running back at, at Arizona State. Uh, I'm not starting. I feel like I have, I know my worth. I can start anywhere in college and I'm starting behind, you know, uh, I don't know, John, John Robertson or whoever his name is. I don't know. I'm just going to come up with a name. I, Billy Bob, don't want to play behind John Robertson for the next th- for the next two more years if he decides to stay because I think I can utilize my talents more because you're not utilizing me well enough. I think I, I am worth more a little bit. So I'm going to enter the transfer portal. It's, it creates opportunity for, you know, other players to utilize their talents and to showcase, hey, I am good enough to go play in the next level. So that's a good thing. Now you're thinking when you're when I worded it like that, that's kind of selfish, don't you think? Not being a good teammate. I I get that reasoning, but I, when you look at it at the end of the day, it's not a bad reasoning because if you're not playing and you feel like you you have a uh, if time's running out for you, it's a good opportunity to hit the portal, go see what's out there, and thank you. Oh, I can start here and go prove yourself to everybody that I can start at the highest level that I can. So that's a big pro about it. Another pro is for NIL if you don't abuse the NIL, and that's going to be one of my cons here in a little bit. If you don't abuse NIL and you do not, uh, if you do not, you know, 
if you don't, if you if you if you use NIL and, and capitalize on NIL fairly, then it's a good opportunity for you to go transfer somewhere else. That's just the way the world of college football works now. Okay, so when you look at it like that. Of course, I'm going to transfer. Why not? I'm going to transfer and go capitalize on NIL deals and capitalize on my opportunities of playing. I think that's the biggest pros to the transfer portal. And I think there's a lot of other athletes who don't get the next record, rec- who don't who don't get enough recognition from their you know peers or team to play. Um, there are some transfer additions that I like in the portal in 2024. Guys like Kyle McCord, he transferred to Syracuse. He went from Ohio State to Syracuse. And I'm not saying Syracuse is a bad school or anything like that. Not saying that. But compared to football levels, Ohio State's on a different level compared to Syracuse in football. That's just fact. It's fact. But when you look at it, he transferred to a place where he felt like he fit in best and where he felt like he can utilize his talents, NIL, and everything, capitalize on his on his strengths and opportunities the best. So if you feel like you can do that, that is a good way for the transfer portal to, you know, that's a pro for the transfer portal, and that is a good way, you know, to enter the portal because that is the sole reason why you should enter the portal because if it's a best, if it, if it capitalizes on opportunities for yourself because you're not getting much out of the college that you're in. So that is a good reason why you could transfer anywhere and uh, athletically in the transfer portal in the in college. So that's my pros. That's my pros on it mainly. I'm going to give you my honest thoughts on why it's, <laughs> and you're going to think you're going to drop a pin when I say this, you're kind of get aggravated. It's point blank why it's destroying college football because you're going to sit there and think you just talked good about the transfer portal. Why do you think it's destroying college football? I'll tell you what in a minute. That's how we're going to conclude today's episode of the show. So let's get on with the team rankings for this season because that is what intrigues me. That is what intrigues me. That is what, you know, gets to me a little bit. And, and I, I think it's, it, it, it's fitting to talk about the transfer portal and just talk about, you know, talk about who, who rank is, who's ranked where, uh, for the transfer portal. Let's go with the top 10, top 10 currently in the portal. Number one, Ole Miss, the transfer portal Kings. Lane Kiffin is the portal King when it comes to, when it comes to recruiting players for the portal. Uh, they got guys like Juice Wells coming in from South Carolina, guys like Walter Nolan, defensive lineman, guys like Logan Diggs from LSU, guys like Trey Amos from Alabama, defensive back. He is recruiting at a high level in the portal, and a lot of guys are visiting Ole Miss and going to Ole Miss, especially with the talent that he's got coming back. Not named Quinshawn Judkins. Not named Quinshawn Judkins. Everybody, majority of the guys are coming back besides Judkins. Uh, Jared Ivey, uh, you know, J- Jackson Dart. Uh, you got guys like Jordan Watkins, Trey Harris, J- Dayton Wade. You know what I mean? So, and then you add Juice Wells to that mix. You add a Walter Nolan to the defensive front. Ole Miss is locked and loaded. And that's why I'm really high on Ole Miss at the playoff because of what they do in the portal. So, that's number, that's number one. That's number that's number one. Number two is Texas A&M. Let me go on and tell you what A&M is doing. Mike Elko was doing a tremendous job in the portal. You think at first that he wasn't going to do that much of a good job in the portal, but he's doing an excellent job in the portal. He is capitalizing on all things. 
prime examples. He brought in Des Ricks, cornerback from Al- from Alabama. He was gonna he was a freshman defensive back from Alabama. Nick Saban retired. Where does he go? A and M, and he will start at A and M under Mike Elko's defense. Tight end Trey Watson from Washington. He transferred to Texas A and M. Interior O lineman. Darian Hinton, uh, Dorian Hinton, he transferred from FAU and Texas A&M. Linebacker Scooby Williams from Florida, you remember him? Solid linebacker from Florida. He transferred to Texas A&M and probably will start at their linebacker spot. Cornerback from UAB, BJ Mays, he transferred from Texas A&M. And the list goes on. Another one, defensive back Jaden Hill from Florida, transferred to A&M. They're picking up a lot of guys from the portal. Uh, Jabre Barber from Texas, from Temple. Ended up going to Texas A and M. You know, you got a lot of guys out here who were transferring to A and M and under Mike Elko. So, yes, you got a lot of guys who transferred out, but you got a lot of guys who you're replacing with those those guys that transfer out to you know with the talent that they're transferring in, like like a Scooby Williams. So uh, good pin Des Ricks, good pickups from A&M. They are doing really, really good in the portal. Number three, Oregon. Oregon is doing a phenomenal job in the portal. And it's one led by wide receiver Evan Stewart. He transferred from Texas A&M. Texas A&M, uh, he transferred from there. You picked up on defensive back. You got Jabbar Muhammad. You remember him from Washington. He transferred from Oregon. Washington to Oregon. He went to Oregon. He is their new defensive back. Uh, one Cam Alexander from UTSA played under Jeff Trailer. He went to Oregon. Cam Alexander, Evan Stewart, like I just mentioned, A&M to Oregon. Uh, Jay Harris, running back from, I, would look, I think New Mexico, I think New Mexico, New Mexico, from New Mexico, transferred from Oregon. Duke, cornerback from Duke, Brandon Johnson. Going to Oregon. I, the list goes on. Kobe Savage from Kansas State. Safety transferred to Oregon. There's a lot of guys who are transferring in to Oregon and who are transferring in that make that class a number three class. He's also high school recruiting at a high level. Florida State's at four. A lot of talent going into Florida State. Number five, Colorado. Number six, Louisville, and those two schools are doing really good. Dion's doing a fantastic job in the portal. Um, is utilizing it once again. Louisville utilizing it once again. Texas at number seven. They return uh, Quinn Ewers. They return. Um, they they return uh, a lot of guys up front. They return. Uh, they get Amari Nyblight. They get Isaiah Bond, both from Alabama. They get Silas Bolden from Oregon State. He is going to Texas. He's going to Texas. They get Matthew Golden, a receiver from Houston. Uh, they got an edge rusher in Trey Moore, who played for uh, Jeff Trailer under UTSA. And then you got Andrew uh, Mukuba, safety from Clemson. Uh, a lot of guys who are going in in Texas. Texas returns the majority of their team from last season and get the portal. So another team in the SEC in Texas that could utilize and capitalize on this season due to the portal and due to just how many players are coming back for them. Ohio State, South Carolina, Ohio State's at eight, South Carolina's at nine, NC State is at 10. NC State's utilizing it, South Carolina's utilizing it, and they're doing really well in the portal. But let's talk about Ohio State for a little bit and what they're building. They got center Seth McLaughlin. You remember him from the Rose Bowl. He had low snaps and he was just frustrated. He transferred right after the Rose Bowl 
and went to Ohio State for Ryan Day. He most likely will start there for Ryan Day. You have uh, Devin Brown at quarterback. You have Lincoln King, Kleinholz at quarterback for Ohio State. Then you got those two, but who's who will actually start? Because you got Will Howard now there. Kansas State graduate transfer quarterback Will Howard is transferring to Ohio State, so he most likely will start for them. Uh, I don't think Brown and right now Brown and Kleinholz will start under uh, start over Will Howard right now. So Will Howard most likely will get the starting nod at Ohio State. You got Trevian Henderson coming back, but these aren't transfers. The biggest transfer out of them all is Quinshawn Judkins, transfer running back from Ole Miss. He adds a dynamic power, you know, dynamic power and elusiveness to that run game with Travion Henderson. So both of those guys in the backfield, uh, Will Howard out at the quarterback position. You got Amike Abuka coming back. Uh, you got McLaughlin at center. You got guys who are coming in from the line. You got the defense loading up with Jack Warner coming back, JT coming back. You got a lot of guys who are coming back from Ohio State who are going to look pretty solid uh, for Ohio State. You got Caleb Downs, who transferred to Ohio State. You got Julian Sayan, uh, who was now in the quarterback room, who was at Alabama for Florida, for you know, for Alabama. You got uh, from Ohio, tight end, Will, uh, Will Kakmarak from Ohio going to Ohio State. You got a lot of guys who are in here who are coming in, and not only coming in, uh, just building, helping build that team up with a lot of the guys that are coming back. Ohio State's building a full-on super team. And I think that is what's going on with the portal uh, and helping people do and helping teams do is build super teams when you got guys like guys coming back and you got guys entering and transferring to that school from the portal. So uh, just recruiting really well for them to stay, to try to win a national championship and to beat Michigan. That is their game plan for sure. And to just build a dominant team, and that's what Ohio State's doing. While they are six or eight, I'm sorry, eight, they have six commits uh, in, the, in the portal, and that's why they are eighth in the portal because of those players they've recruited. That's why they're eighth in the portal. But I'm going to tell you this. They are not a eighth team. They are a top five team because of the talent that they got and the head coach that they got on their team. So Ohio State's going to be a team to watch out for entering the 2024 season. That was the top 10 rankings of the portal as they stand. Before we go into spring, because we're not going to see the transfer portal for a little bit until spring football and before we talk about spring football, because we're going to we're going to mention some transfers in, heading into the spring and talking about the and talking about transfers in spring football. So uh, that's Ohio State's class. They look dominant. Ole Miss is always going to be dominant in the portal. Uh, I think the two most exciting classes from the portal right now that I'm intrigued by. Uh, are Ohio State and Ole Miss, for sure. I'm really intrigued by what Elko is doing at A&M under the portal and what he is doing there. I, I'm intrigued by that as well. So that's the top 10 for the transfer portal rankings. And that is what is, you know, that is basically the teams that you can look out for in the portal now, right? So um, I think, I think, and, and this is what, my thoughts were, I think if you want to add some surprise teams in there, I think NC State and South Carolina using the portal at a high level like they are using are surprising to me. But, but hey, a lot of people want to go play for NC State. A lot of want to go play for Shane Beamer at South Carolina. So good on them for utilizing the portal and for utilizing, you know, you know what they need in the portal. It's, it's, it's good. So 
Uh, I went over the pros. I went over the rise of it. I went over how it was started. Let, let me conclude today's episode by talking about this. We got 31 minutes. Probably, like I said, it's not going to be a very long episode of Pigskin Frenzy uh, for this week on Tuesday. But it's, it, I did what I was I said I was going to do. Talk about the Michigan. Talk, talk about Michigan's new head coach. Talk about the rise of the portal. Talk about the rankings. Talk about how it started. Let's talk about how we can regulate it and why I think it's destroying, destroying college football to conclude today's episode of Pigskin Frenzy. Because you're thinking right now, heart to heart here. This is just me being honest and fluent. No notes, just me talking to you. What I think about the portal. And I get it. But, I mean, broadcasters are not supposed to be really biased or opinionated, but that's not the way broadcasting works nowadays. Obviously, everybody's going to have their opinions, and talk show hosts are going to have their opinions nowadays, right? So let me tell you my thoughts on the transfer portal. I think it's destroying college football in a lot of ways. Numero, numero uno. Uh, loyalty factor is out the window. Yes, there are a few guys out there and a few star players on that team out there that are loyal to their school nowadays. However, I think it's very few. That's number one. Two, I think conference realignment has a lot to do with transfer portal. I think if you're playing, uh, I think it's because of the conference realignment and we've had realignment episodes and talks on this because of what we are building in the way we have built for the 2024 season. Um, the Pac-12 is essentially done. A lot of people aren't going to want to are transferring out from Oregon state and Washington state. And they're going to three conferences. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are going to the ACC do not get me wrong, but three conferences, a lot of people are going to the big 10, the big 12, and you guessed it, obviously numero uno, the SEC. So when you look at that, it's the power three in college football. The power three, Big Ten, Big 12, SEC. That's another reason why the portal is destroying it because those three conferences are getting all the talent. They're cesspooling all the talent. There's not going to be a lot of room to work with. Do you realize this? Like I said, we talked about it last week on the Q&A, the 12-team playoff. Will it hurt or enhance college football? There's a way that it can hurt College. There's ways that they can hurt college football. There's ways that they can enhance it. Enhance it, money. I already told you about the why, the, uh, why it would hurt it. Let me give you another reason why it would hurt it. I'll give you a reason why it would hurt the, the 12-team playoff. is because a lot of those talent are going to teams in the Big Ten, in the SEC, and that is what's going to make up the college football playoff. Guys from the transfer portal and conference realignment all into one. Because a lot of those talent, the talent that came from different conferences, are going to be in that playoff. Big Ten and SEC are going to be majority featured in that playoff. All right? So, um, you're just going to have to be really honest with ourselves on that. Conference realignment is, is another. I think, and you're going to sit here and say this, you're, what are you talking about here? You're, you're going over the line here. NIL is the, one of the main killers of why the transfer portal is hurting college football and why it is hurting the sport that we all love. NIL is another one. I think NIL is a good thing 
I think I think the I think teams should have NIL. I think a lot of I think a lot of players should all deserve a fair cut of NIL. Uh, Jim Harbaugh was absolutely right on that. Jim Harbaugh, before he went to the Chargers, said that everybody deserves a 50-50 cut of and distributed out to the players around the whole team, not just for star players, for around the whole team. I think it honestly makes sense for them to do that. Honestly, I think that would be a good idea for the transfer portal. I think it'd be a good idea for NIL, you know, for for players. I think NIL is what's causing a lot of issues, and I'll tell you what the issues it's causing. Prime example, and you're gonna. I'm not trying to, you know, call anything out here. Quinshawn Judkins, running back for Ole Miss, he left Ole Miss. He was starting at Ole Miss, led. Uh, led the SEC in yards per carry in the first two seasons of his first two seasons in the SEC had 15 plus touchdowns. That uh, that the the last person to do that in the SEC was Herschel Walker from Georgia, legendary running back from Georgia, Herschel Walker, national champion Heisman Trophy winner Herschel Walker, the last person to do that. Judkins was going off in the SEC on defenses. It is a it's a good thing that he's going to Ohio State because he can he can do the same thing to those Big Ten defenses. He can run over SEC defense. He can also run over Big Ten defenses. He can do both. Here's the deal. It wasn't about Ole Miss and winning there. It was about the NIL deal of what he can get and what money he can make playing college football. A lot of these athletes are making money playing college football. And if you don't, if they don't, if they feel like they can't get enough money, they leave and they bolt in the transfer portal. And, and and I'm not trying to call anybody out. It's I'm speaking truth. That is what happened. It is a money grab. And I think that is where a lot of loyalty, a lot of uh there's no I uh there's no I in team and there's, you know, there is a me in team, I guess, comes into play. Uh in team, there's no uh, listen, it's not T-M-E-A-M. It's T-E-A-M-E. Or T-E-A-M. Team. Um, it's not, you know, T-M-E-A. You know, it's not to me. You know, it's not me. There's no M-E, right? M didn't come before the E in team, okay? That's what I'm trying to say. But you're making it about yourself. I, th- I think sometimes it doesn't have to be about yourself. Make it about the team nowadays. I think that's why it hurts college football because the loyalty factor, the NIL, everything wrapped up into one is why people enter the portal and it hurts college football. I think they need to do a better job at regulating the portal. I think they need to put some rules and restrictions on it to where you can't transfer uh, at the drop of a hat because, you know, Oh, I, I, you know, uh, they lost and they went, they went nine and four on a star team. You know what? I'm out. You know, and, and because of the money, if you transfer, you make it about opportunities, but don't make it solely about nil deals. Star players that didn't need to, excuse me, say unprofessional again, did not need to transfer. Were guys like Quinshawn Jukins, guys like him, did not need to transfer because he already had a good situation at Ole Miss. Like, why do you need to transfer? It's because of the money. I think if we regulate NIL and regulate the portal, we can do that. Here's how I would do it. I would have 
better window regulations and better rule set during when the windows are open. Here's one. I would regulate the transfer portal, in my opinion, and this is my honest thoughts, by putting the first window after the national championship. I would make it 30 days still, 30 day, 15 to 30 days still, but I would do it after the national championship. I would not do it during bowl season because that's what causes opt-outs. That's what causes guys to transfer and or go to the, you know, opt-outs and not even play in the bowl games. Or guys that play in the bowl games, I'm going to play, but I'm transferring right after. I'm playing my last game, but I'll transfer for another team and immediately start next year. Like this is it's, it's turning into semi-pro. It's turning into free agency in college football. This is not the NFL. This is the cause of college football. This is student athletes not in the professional athlete, athletics at all. They're not in professional athletes at all at all. They're not signing contracts and they're acting like they're in the NFL, which they are not in the NFL. I, I think that guys deserve to have compensation. I deserve that NIL is a good thing, but they need to regulate that as well. But we're talking about regulating the portal. I think if you regulate that and make it after the national championship and okay, there's nobody playing yet. There's nobody. Uh, let's decide on if I want to transfer or not. I think they need to regulate it to after the national championship and everybody plays and or sits out because of in a, in a NFL draft during the bowl season. That's one. Okay. That is a, that's a one reason Two, I think if you regulate NIL and, and restrict NIL, it may cause a lot of people to think about transferring or not. And, if you regulate NIL, that's another way of how you can regulate the transfer portal and slim and slow down a bunch of people from entering all at once. I'm going to tell you this. Portal for Arizona was opened up 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Well, or opened up, not 30 minutes. Nine players entered in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. I'm going to say it again. Nine players entered the transfer pool for Arizona in 30 minutes. Within the span of 30 minutes. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. I understand because of a coaching change and you wanted to play for that coach. But let's just think about it for a second. Let's just think about it. I think that's another reason how you can regulate NIL. Uh, a period, I think the window should open up if a coach retires or leaves. I think that, that that window should open up. But I think it should be for 15 days instead of 30. I do not think it should be for a month. I think it should be for 15 days. If you want to transfer, transfer. But you have 15 days to do it at that span. I don't think it should be for a full 30 days and give them a, a whole window, a whole nother opportunity and a whole nother window. I give them a, a small window, at least 15 minute, 15 days for them to stay and or go. I think that's another way to regulate and I, to regulate the transfer portal as well. I think if you just, I, I think if you, a big reason and big rule, and I'm not going to sit here and say how, you know, how to fix it or how to, you know, do it. That's just my thoughts and my, some of my steps on how I would regulate it. Uh, you're probably thinking, what is this guy talking about? I'm not trying to sound like that at all. I'm just keeping it to the facts. It sounds basic from what I'm saying, but some of those steps would go a long way into fixing a lot of the transfer portals problems. Now, uh, if they find it, if they figure out a way, another, a bigger way to regulate it as a whole, then that would be great for college football. I think 
the way the portal is now with free agency and how it how it's literally like free agency in the NFL or any other professional sport. If it's like that, right, throughout the whole thing, then I think it's going to destroy college football, and it's already starting to. So there needs to be some rules and regulations set in place to not des- to not destroy the sport that we all love. That's my honest thoughts. And that was pretty much it and all I got for Pigskin Frenzy today and on the transfer portal. Guys, a big thank you for taking some time out of your Tuesday to just sit back, watch, and listen to some college football coverage presented by me. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like each episode, leave comments down below. Spotify, Pybean, and Apple, all you got to do is just sit around or just sit around, share it around with others, and follow on there as well. X, Instagram, and Facebook, all you got to do is type in Pigskin Frenzy, follow, like the pages there. You will get episode updates. You will get news and highlights from across college and NFL football. You will get episode updates. You will get Instagram store, uh, Instagram or uh, qu- trivia questions on Instagram stories. Go and answer today's college football one, as well as all things of the day for Pigskin Frenzy. Guys, a big thank you again for taking some time out of your Tuesday. Guys, Thursday edition and NFL edition of Pigskin Frenzy. We're going to recap conference championship Sunday and NFL championship Sunday, and we're going to preview and look ahead to the NFL Pro Bowl, and that's going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about the Pro Bowl for the NFC and the AFC, uh, talk about the flag football game, and I might do a prediction on who wins the NFC and AFC flag football Pro Bowl uh, for coming up Sunday. No Super Bowl predictions yet. We're going to do that the next week, but Thursday edition of Pigskin Frenzy. Guys, we got a lot of exciting stuff coming up ahead for Pigskin Frenzy. A lot of big things are going to ha- are happening in the very near future for Pigskin Frenzy. So stay tuned. I'm excited about it. A lot of opportunities, a lot of projects. Uh, we're going to get people that come on the show and interview with us. And we're going to interview them and we're, we're they're going to do the show with us even. So I'm excited about that and I'm excited to do that for Pigskin Frenzy. Until Thursday, I'm Joel Norris signing off and for everybody out there, stay the course. Mm-hmm.